Welcome back, everyone. Episode 135 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. We're brought to you by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business on or offline, website design, Google ads, graphic design, even printing, we can absolutely help. Check us out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram or our website, bbdigitalmarketing.com. You can request a free review of your online presence right there on the homepage. My name is Milton Campus. I'm a Black Belt Training out of South Florida. We got Bo and Christian behind the camera. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Don't forget to like, comment, download, share, click that subscribe button. Do it all. We would appreciate the support. Joining us today is returning guest, black belt and attorney Paul Geller. And we have Professor Rodrigo Mendez. So hang on for a second, guys. I'm going to do a couple of quick sponsor shout outs, and then we're going to dive right in, okay? Uh, thank you to our friends over at Flow and Roll. We're repping a Flow and Roll shirt today. Uh, best hands down the best custom gear no gear in the business don't believe us visit them on instagram at flow underscore and underscore roll check out all their custom designs they're working with academies throughout the country they have an incredible pre-order program that you can be a part of so you can order all of your your gear he puts it online your students order online very little money out of pocket you take the balance you put it towards your inventory uh, he gives you, you know, whatever's left over. He'll, he'll give you the money. And uh, it's a great way, especially for newer gyms, to get their equipment, get their gear without having to lay out 10, 15 grand, you know, for bigger schools. So check them out at flowandroll.com. Let them know Milton and the Jiu-Jitsu Dummy sent you. Uh, if you order anything right on his website, you can get 20% off with code JJD. Uh, Leo Optics. Leo Optics is a sunglass and apparel company specializing in signature bamboo sunglasses. I left my glasses at home today, so I don't have them, but check them out at leooptics.com. You get 10% off with code JJD. And then we've got Bioprotein Tech. This is a bioidentical alternative to human growth hormone. I'm currently taking the both this Biopro and the one with the Cortisleep. Uh, it helps with anti-aging, metabolism, libido, immune system, skin, cognition, as well as sleep and stress. All of this with no needles, no side effects. Check them out at bioproteintech.com. You get $30 off with code JJD. All right? That's it. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for Welcome having back. It's great to be back, especially I, with this guy. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you reaching out and, and, and bringing Professor. Um, well, you know, kind of jump right into this. So, for those uh, for those that don't know you, Paul, we'll start out with Paul because you're, you're you coming back. So, people out there that don't know. Me? No, <laughs> no. I mean, you said freaking names on the building over here. I'm just finding out, right? Uh, so, uh, you joined us. You know, I actually this the true story. Just a couple of days ago, randomly, somebody said, "Hey, man, I watched the podcast for the first time. It's really cool. Uh, I saw that episode with Paul Geller. He goes, that was a really cool breakdown of the of the uh, of that the lawsuit yeah. with uh, with Henry Gracie. That whole if anybody knows, just go back and search Paul Geller, Jiu-Jitsu Dummies. You can check out that episode. But that was that big $46 million uh, judgment against, uh, really, I guess not the gym, but the insurance company. Right. Right, when the, this guy, uh, the coach, uh, did that back take, kind of forward roll. I don't know what the name of that is, but uh, uh, basically broke his, his yeah, spine a, or his, he, his neck. He, he did a, uh, a rolling back take. Yeah. Leo Vera made yeah. the... Uh, made that famous, I, right? Rodrigo yeah. and I have disagreed about <laughs> uh, who's made it famous. Have a long talk about that position, <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, but uh, the student was a white belt. He was an experienced yeah. white belt, but he was not former wrestler. A white belt. Like he was right. a wrestler, so he's not and, new to uh, the mat. Mm -hmm. And he ended up uh, getting a broken neck and was yeah. a, it was a partial quadriplegic. Sure. And, yeah. and then there was a whole jury verdict. So yeah. we, we we had a nice discussion about. By that guy, right? He like I don't know how long. Like he's I don't know. I want to say recovered, but he's recovered somewhat 
he even like climbed a mountain. Yeah. So, so uh-huh. people have said he's recovered. Um, and there is a documentary about him climbing a mountain. Yeah. But post, post, post incident, post accident. Um, and it was really an inspirational story about his recovery. But when I say recovery, um, he still has a lot of physical limitations yeah. and uh, he doesn't walk exactly right. And I'm told, I don't know the details, but there's other medical issues still with sure. him. So it's not like it was a full recovery. And again, judici- you know, I'm a jujitsu practitioner. I understand injuries. I've been injured. Nobody intends for that to happen. But this guy walked into an academy like we all do several times a week and he couldn't walk out. And so, you know, again, yeah. without rehashing that yeah, whole yeah. episode, that's what insurance is for. And I think the insurance company let the academy down, let the victim down. Because they're the ones that decided to take this to court, yeah, right? They, they're they, the that, ones was the, they, that was the problem, I think, right? They, they didn't, they didn't want to pay the policy. premium. Yeah. They could have they could have paid a very small amount and just paid him off, paid him out. And well, they didn't. They wanted to take it to court thinking they had a case and lo and behold, forty six million dollar judgment later. Do they? Do you know if they're? It's they appeal. It's appeal. Yeah. So nobody's got that money in no, hand. No, but typically, I mean, cases can still settle during the appeal process, yeah. and I hope that happens. Is it, yeah, likely. So, so you were saying, you guys disagree about the rolling back back take? What? Yes. Who, who made it famous? <laughs> we went well, for hours and hours not, and hours. Really? <laughs> not necessarily on who made it famous, but, um, you know, th- there's a lot of uh, shit talk about Henner because Henner said the guy didn't do it properly because he kind of locked. Uh, it's a it's a role where um, the the victim couldn't post with his hand because it was it was held by Henner, yeah. and because he could have posted and probably if he would have posted the, he would have rolled with the him other way right. versus <clears throat> he got stuck and fell that way. This is what I think happened. I think he the did. Head, the head gets caught. I think he did got stuck. Yeah, and I mean it's very hard. I mean you've been rolling for gosh over thirty years to predict exactly what kind of move I'm gonna do mm. when I'm gonna put my finger. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. happens, and I'm using a black belt. I roll and I bent my finger, yeah, and I yeah, shouldn't, yeah. right? That's that's what was discussion. It's, it's, it's live <laughs> rolling, right? The point yeah. I think was that like, you can learn a technique kind of the you know A B C, step by step, but in a live roll, you know you you, ha- you improvise and and you're not sure. What yeah, you, you have human like, beings right. involved. You Correct. know that one little change, one right. like one uh, the foot placement, hand placement. But yes. but you so know. my point was that. I think that there are safer techniques when, you know, so the, the victim, Greener, was in, was turtled and Sinistro was behind him. There's so many ways to take the back to, to prove your necktie. There's all sorts yeah. of things you can do. He did a flashy move that I... Why Should he have done that move on a white belt as a, as a black belt coach? This is, this is me. Yeah. I would. You would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and okay. that was our discussion. Okay. I get a spazzy wrestler wants to prove something going a while. We don't we don't see the train the road before. Yeah. Right? We just saw that moment. Yeah. But what happened before? He might be mm-hmm. getting slapped, kicking them in, and then just like, you know what, I'll pull that move. Then the move and that happened. I, I get that. I get that. I definitely I'm of the mindset. That when it comes to a white, again, this guy, different experience, mm-hmm. he, he'd wrestled, so you, you immediately have just a different level of, 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 of mad experience. But I know for me, I'm not a coach, I'm not a teacher, but I'm very careful what I do to somebody when I don't know if they know how to react. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm very careful, super slow, you know, again, and Every once in a while, you get a spazzy white belt, and you got to teach him a lesson, right? You know, yeah, and, I mean, that happens and, too. And and freak accidents happen, right? So this was an yeah. accident. So my point in saying I don't think he should have done it, 
I don't blame Sinistro, and I don't think he's a bad guy or had any bad intentions. Yeah. It falls back to the insurance company. Yeah. What is an academy owner paying insurance premiums for if not to cover a horrific injury that happens in the course of rolling? Yeah. But I also think I've changed my view as I've gotten older, right? So I've been with Rodrigo a very long time, and, and you recall we used to have you know the, the rolling in the academy it's still it's still tough strong roles but sure. we used to kill each other i mean for sure. you know, <laughs> for sure. like you guys used to go at it and i feel like when i was in my 30s i loved that it was competitive and you know you hear people say you shouldn't compete in the gym like that's for tournaments but in the gym you're really you're helping each other you're learning of course there's going to be some tough roles we used to freaking go a hundred percent. Is that the jujitsu culture's change, or you guys have just gotten older? I mean, I'm, I'm me, old. I started at forty-one. So good question. For, I believe, I believe, like there was a time in culture. Back, I'm from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, born and raised. So I think in the nineties that was very important because we have to prove to different martial arts where we're coming from, mm. right? That's why this whole history is about jujitsu and surfing scene. We fight the surfers, fighting the jujitsu guys. That yeah. was important at the time. That was how we promote ourselves. Going to all the people's gym, knock the door and challenge, which was great, right. but that was 90. Yeah. And I mean, times evolved. We didn't have internet. We didn't have none of what we have right now, podcasts and stuff like yeah. that. Nowadays, the way I look at it, I think a, a, a school should be should divide levels. The reason why the levels not to water down the sport is just to put right people in the right place, mm. right? You just learn how to crawl. I cannot throw you to run a marathon. I gotta train you slowly how to walk and to, that's what we do at the school. So my white belt, before the first stripe, they don't got to do any life roll. Really? And some of people hate that. Mm -hmm. oh, but I came from school so-and-so, they got to roll the first day, good for them. I done that in the past and I changed my mindset. I believe that I should treat my first uh, zero to one stripe with techniques, you need to understand what it's all about, how your body respond, how your proper roll, how to proper break fall. Mm -hmm. One stripe, they start doing specifics. So they go specific one stripe and two stripes. Now on third stripe, they can do the live row. So what I did is I kind of taught you a little bit for the couple of months what to expect before the live row. So now, the, the specific training though, are they kind of like, they are regular. It goes they, into they, a roll they, a little they, bit, they right? Do, yeah. But they are like but a there's a stop to control. it. It's okay. a control roll. So okay. let's say I put you on the bottle, right? I'm mounting you, your job is to escape from the bottle. Sure. So there's a control right there because after you escape, we stop, right? Mm -hmm. Or they just keep rolling. He don't know what to do. This is first day, tough guy, yeah, strong yeah. guy. He's gonna slap me, he's gonna body slam. I'm so sorry. So sorry, it's too late. Now I can't walk. Yeah. You know, who to blame? Yeah. I think I've it, seen that. I mean, I, I see it all the time. You know, even an experienced white belt and then an inexperienced white belt comes in. You know, you know, we get two white belts rolling with each other and they go crazy. I mean, I've said, I've been like, guys, you gotta come down. Somebody's getting mm -hmm. hurt and it benefits nobody. Correct. You know, and, I, you know, as a, I'm always conscious of the business side of this. What good is it if you, you know, mm -hmm. the coach is losing students and right. maybe a bad review That's and I got hurt and you know, right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm, I can't say, I, I definitely think that you shouldn't be training right out of the gate. I like the specific training. Mm -hmm. It's hard in our world. If somebody knows about jujitsu to tell them they can't roll. Train. Yes, correct. Yeah, it's hard. And, and, I right? deal, I mean, and I deal with that a lot. Yeah. Right. We have when they come in, and usually I have people that work my front desk. I have Josh and my son works in the sales. He talked to people, they want to roll first day. Yeah. 
but they don't understand the risks of rolling first day, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they have the beginner, tough guy done wrestling. Everybody's a legend. I done wrestling in high school, <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody's I used to legend. be the best of my team, you know what I mean? I went to nationals, okay, great. And then he's gonna grow into my hobbyist, blue belt, <coughs> businessman. Yeah. He's gonna kill my blue belt. Yeah. Guess what? My blue belt will have to do something crazy now because I feel like my ego is going right. down. I'm a blue belt. This kid is first date. Nobody went. Yeah. He's gonna bad mouth my school because he beat my blue belt, my purple belt. My blue belt will feel embarrassed. Man, I got beat up by this young kid that show up. That's not jujitsu. It's a bad yeah. situation. That's not yeah. jujitsu. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I definitely, <clears throat> I think, I don't think they should be rolling right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. I think there's, I, I, if you give them the specific training, then they're kind of getting that feel of the role. But it, it is true, right? You don't even know how to fall. You know, you ever, you ever encounter somebody, I'm sure we've like, you know, oh, you know, jujitsu, like, you know, you're just somewhere that somebody, that they don't do jujitsu, you're at a party and somebody like, you know, hey, come on, show me a move, right? And what is there? Everybody wants to know a choke, everybody, right? So when a student shows up, right, that's their expectations. Like, I'm going to learn how to submit people. And then you got them falling, you know, doing break falls and escaping. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Right. What am yeah, I doing? Like, yeah. You know, but they have to understand, like, you know, you're a bit, you don't even, you don't know how to walk yet. Yep. And you got to learn this stuff or you're going to get hurt. But, uh, you know. And that happens to everything, a car, right? I love to drive a car, but you need to learn first yeah, yeah. what's all about before taking the car yeah, for spin. Yeah, which, which pedal, which pedal start and stop here. It know? makes sense. <laughs> like a weapon, right? I mean, you might, you might be fascinated by a weapon. You're not going to go grab a gun. There's a lot of etiquette about it. Even doing doing a podcast, you're showing yeah. the, the etiquette about yeah. the distance on a microphone. Everything has rules they need to go through before you jump full yeah. on. So you talked about the uh, like the dojo storming in Brazil. Did you ever do that? So yeah, so that, that was that was the culture that I was uh, was raised on. Yeah, right. We were raised on, and you got to remember, back in the '90s was a hundred percent fight school. Yeah, right. There was no like one person that's a hobbyist. There's not such a thing as a hobbyist. Yeah. You're trying to fight. Or you're yeah. gonna fight on the streets, or you're gonna fight in a tournament, or you're gonna fight because someone's gonna lock the door and challenge. Yeah. You're gonna fight. Yeah. That's for sure. That's what to me was important to have that mentality. But with that said, in the 90s in Brazil, especially in Rio de Janeiro, you have the the, the jiu-jitsu practitioner was someone from 18 years old to 29, maybe. Over 30, forget about it. He's saying no old farts, Paul. No, no old we're, farts. We're what, what, what grandpa is doing here? And that was the mentality. What grandpa? Yeah. I still remember a guy, a friend of my Careca. I was 21, I think, and Careca was doing masters. And that was the joke. Dude, you're doing masters. And he was like, one day you're going to be master. And I remember like, Nick, like was it yesterday? Still nine years to go, buddy. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> it's been like 30 years Look, ago. Now. I, I remember I started <laughs> off with uh, a, a guy who Rodrigo knows, a guy named Marcel Ferreira, <clears throat> white belt, new. And I remember seeing a guy, an older dude that was in there, at the time he was a purple belt. Um, and I was so impressed that he was so old and still rolling. And most of us were submitting him um, if we rolled hard, but he was an old guy. And I still thought to myself like, shit, he's my hero. And I'm way older than him now than yeah. he was then. Yeah. Right? I think he was 49. Yeah. I'm 55. Yeah. So I'm that guy now. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, but I don't yeah. feel like it. But yeah. it's, it's reality. But the guy didn't feel like it either. Right. Right. It's I, so. It's the aging thing. Um, for jujitsu, it matters. And and you once said something on one of your podcasts. It wasn't the one I was on, but you talked about. Um, and I'm going to get it slightly wrong, so you can correct me. Yeah. But that, in your view, or you may have heard this. Uh, for each 
belt, it's like a 10-year. So like a 55-year-old yeah. black belt would be maybe the equivalent of a 45-year-old brown belt or a 35-year-old yeah. purple or a 25-year-old blue. And, you know, obviously that's not a hard and fast you know, yeah. rule, but but there's something to be said about that. Like our bodies change. It's, it's kind of like what levels this out. So 25-year-old blue belt and I'm a 50-year-old black belt. Well, the second we get on the mat together, aren't I a kind of brown belt to his purple? You know, yeah. you, the age, strength, strength, experience, flexibility, flexibility cardio. those things wind up evening, evening you out. Um, recovery? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Recovery. It's way different. You know yeah. how long it would take if you get hurt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I like to say, like, I love jujitsu now better than the 90s for the reason where there is a space for everybody. So, for instance, I have a 74 years old black belt with Alzheimer's. Really? Yep. Wow. With Alzheimer's. So to me, to me, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Right. Here's our, here's our, every promotion that I have, I tell every young kid, hey, you have an excuse? Hey. Yeah. Look at this guy. 74 yeah. and Alzheimer's. Yeah. Right? I have a 69, almost 70 years old uh, with a two knee replacement and a stance. Yeah. And he has his own Instagram channel. Yeah, yeah. How cool is that, man, nowadays? You get to a 70 years old and you live in the dream. Yeah. You have your Instagram, you throw your videos, and sometimes I go there, you have like two or three views, and I tell everybody, guys, come on, do a like, give yeah. a like to the guy. <laughs> but hey, he's living the dream. Yeah. And then I mean, back in my days, he would not even be able to roll. Yeah. To even participate. So can how can we roll with a guy like that? So I do you, I know my game has evolved as I've been at my school for seven and a half years. I, it's only my second school, first two years at one school, seven, seven and a half year. Um, my game has definitely evolved. And I, I, I tell people this, and some people tell me, you're crazy, you should roll hard with everybody. But I say, because I've, I've, may, I've been older, but I've always been the bigger guy. I've been, you know, I'm a little under 230 right now because I got sick. I just said, told you before I lost a little weight because I was sick, but a little under 230. But I'm still probably, for the most part, most of the time, the bigger guy in the role. So again, levels it out, right? A younger guy. So I usually, because I'm not there to compete, I'm not I'm not looking to open a gym or coach. Or I'm there for me. I'm there for me, for the camaraderie, for the health benefits, um, maybe a little ego, you know, just want to stay, feel young, right? I let my tr my partner in a role, they control the the acceleration of the match. They want to go hard. I'm going to level up. If they're you know we're you know kind of flowing, I'll flow with them. They absolutely have control of where this role is going to go. And I also pull guard a lot because again, it's not so much fun to me for me to just take you down and get on top. And you know I want I want you to I'm there. Again, I understand the business side of it too. I want you to have a good time. I want you to enjoy it like I enjoy it. Just <clears> me, you know. Neon belly, neon a neck, or just holding you down, you know, flattening you out. That's no fun for you, and I recognize that. I'm still getting my role in. I'm going to practice. I had a buddy tell me, he's like, you should be, uh, he was telling his higher belts, you should be beating the shit out of the young guys technically. Not beating the shit out of them. Beating them up with technique, moving around, flowing on top of them, showing them what jujitsu is. And I understand that. I, di I didn't agree with him, but then when he says, like, technically, you can use your technique and do the things that you have to do. You can even play a little catch and release without them even realizing it. But use your technique. You should be practicing your technique on somebody that's that has less experience than you. But again, in, in most of my roles, I let I let you, you know, uh, control the, the pace. 
there's a I have a couple of big guys that now that are bigger than me, and you know I get there's one guy that's probably around my weight, just got his blue belt, half my age, fucking tough. He's a tough role. So you know, pulling a guy my weight on top of me or pulling guard isn't the smartest thing. So you know, somebody like that, I got to battle to get on top a little bit, and then you know, cook him a little bit. You know, play with him a little bit. You know, play my like, coach, play with your food, right? So I mean, that's the way that I do it. What what's your take on that? You know, you're you're rolling with somebody that's obviously got less experience yeah. than you. You know, I think it's a. It's, you remember? It, me, I'm sorry, Miguel. You, my co-host, Miguel. Yeah. He was like, you smash them all. Yeah. <laughs> he's it's, still a blue belt. He should, should have his purple belt. He's moved around a little bit, but he's like, smash them all. No, I think what you no said. No mercy. What you said is exactly <laughs> right, which is, um, you know, it's it's very important to flow, and and that's something I've had to work on because big time. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my my. We'll get into the secrets. My mentality <laughs> was always like I rolled hard, yeah. and <clears throat> and I've had these flow rolls with other guys who know jujitsu decent, and it's like it, it always escalates. And I think he's like you said, you'll level up to your opponent. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going a little harder, so I'm like, fuck this, I'm gonna go hard too. And we've talked afterwards. He's like, "Why'd you go hard?" And like, "Cause you fucking did." Yeah. And he's like, "No, no, you did." So, <laughs> so, so I, I have a cool story. Actually, nobody wants to lose even in the floor, it's, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> I have a cool story. So I signed up. Paul, Paul was a blue belt to do Miami Open, right? But why do I have to do? No, no, you do Miami Open. You're doing very good. The training really good. I think you'll do well. First was a cutting weight. He, he struggled. <laughs> I even have his wife calling like, "Don't let Paul do that again." He got so mm. into a cutting weight, not sleeping, not eating, looking for the tournament. But the point that he was the fight itself. Paul was the first guy, my first student ever, that I have to instead of go tell the guy, come on, do a pass. I have to coach opposite. Slow down, don't do it, don't break uh, it, don't go. Yeah. <laughs> he went to this guy arm, right, on the Kimura figure of the tournament. He was so into it that I feel like I was screaming to a dog to let it go the 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 the, the bone. The bone, yeah. Paul, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> well, everybody taught me when you're in the gym, you don't want to hurt somebody. And I'm not yeah. ever trying to hurt somebody, even in a tournament. But right, right. But until just I feel hard. a tap, yeah. I'm going to fucking... Kill. Yeah. Kill, kill, I kill. six fights, six yeah. submissions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a good day. That was a good day. No, was a good yeah. day. But back in there, what I mentioned about the the kill, the white, the, 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 the low, lower belts or the lower weight. I have a black belt of my school right now, actually. He's one of our structures. He's a Cuban guy, very small guy. And he got good really fast, really fast. He trains a lot, but he got really good. He's probably one of my most uh, technical guys nowadays. And it's this tall, right? Even when we're taking pictures with the, he used to teach the teens class. Who is the joke? Come on, he can't be in the back. He looked like a teenager, <laughs> Put the right? coach in the front. Yeah. And he always said something that becomes my phrase, right? He say, you got to kill them with kindness. Okay. So I Renat like will be the guy that will murder you. And when they get so embarrassed, they come to you. Is everything okay? You're doing good. Yeah. Do you want to want water? So that was the beauty. And you got to be good to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, you become like the idiot that want to murder everybody. So I think if your level of jiu-jitsu is there, that's yeah. the best. That's what we're looking for. And I don't care how big or small. The difference is because we're big guys, no matter what you do, they're going to always complain. You're too strong. You're too heavy. You know, they don't want to give what the credit. What do you credit. think about that? That whole, like, don't... Don't use your strength. I, I think like you're not going to tell a guy that's flexible not to use his flexibility, a guy that's fast not to use his speed. Why do they tell it not to use our strength and not to use our weight? I I believed it in the beginning, and now I'm just like, but that's my one of my you biggest assets. You got to yeah, use you know? it. And that's why I like Renat. I mentioned Renat because he's actually the guy that he's happy. If you go there, 
he'll tell you, no, no, dude, go full on. Use your yeah. strength. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he wants to prove you that his jiu-jitsu is good enough to neutralize you, yeah. submit you, and he still open that big smile. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want water? You know what I mean? Kill with kindness. Yeah. You got to kill them with kindness. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how did you got you? Did you start at American Top Team? Yeah. So And then how did you guys meet? So um, how did you wind up with, so with my, my Tinder? <laughs> what is that? Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> we swiped. I, I, don't even, I don't even know. Look, I'm so not I, into that whole. So you got a type, huh? Media. No, no, it's funny. You're I, like bald. I, I, yeah, bald, bald, big heads. <laughs> um, okay, now. He threw you off. How did you guys meet? <laughs> so I, I was uh, with a guy named Marcel Ferreira, who was uh, American Top Team, one okay. of the sort of original guys. Um, I trained with Marcel. I trained with Pahumpa. I trained with Dustin Dennis. Like a lot of the originals. And then, I don't remember the exact time, Marcel ended up moving back to Brazil. I think his wife wasn't so happy here or whatever. He got injured in an MMA fight. Um, Marilo Bustamante, who gave him his black belt, was cornering him. And I think everybody expected Marcel to win that fight. And uh, he, he ended up taking a lot of shots and the referee probably should have stopped it before he did. And he, he took a couple of extra hammer fists to the head. Wow. He ended up going back to Brazil and so then I was sort of uh, wondering, you know, what I was going to do, who I was going to go with, and and um, I saw a flyer mm -hmm. that Rodrigo was teaching jujitsu in a taekwondo academy in Boynton Beach, and uh, I just wanted to check it out. And I will say this: there's a lot, a lot of things I can say about Rodrigo. Um, he's he's literally one of my favorite people on the planet, um, not just because his jujitsu is amazing and he's an amazing coach. But I just remember sitting and we talked for maybe a half hour, 45 minutes, and um, he just has a way of connecting with, at least with me, but I think with people. And I was like, this is where I want to train. And so um, that was it. I was a blue belt. Uh, and we have an interesting story. Remember that first? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so the story gets better. So we connect with the guy. I was just moving from Boston to, to, to here. And that was a time that was still like, looking for Taekwondo karate schools to teach. And there were so many schools around. And I'm so grateful that Taekwondo school opened a gym, the gym for me. Like, listen, you can't have class after 7 p.m. or whatever, or daytime, I don't have classes. So Paul came in, and I can't remember how, but someone told me, hey, just, do you know who that guy is? Yeah, Paul, <laughs> he does jiu-jitsu. Yeah, he's a big time lawyer, man. You gotta, that guy knows a lot about law. He's very famous, all these lawsuits and blah, blah, blah. It's a great. So in a very small, very small class, like probably eight, ten people just starting the program. So Paul goes to row with this guy, Sean, Sean. his name. I don't know how I remember that. It was a long time a ago. Sean. Yeah. So it was bartender, right? Bartender. So I sit down, kind of like watching the row, and then I saw this commotion going on in the corner and stops. And I'm like, what happened? So Paul turned around. He get like almost like old school, like Forrest Griffin fights, blood all over his face, <laughs> right? I mean, gushing blood. And the first question that he asked, does someone have a camera? And I'm, I'm, that's it. I, that's it. I barely started my career here and I'm done. I'm going lawsuit, get the board and go back to Brazil. And then Kung Fu Joe's like, I have a camera. Back in the days, it was not even iPhone like yeah. nowadays. So he had a camera, has a phone. So, and he calls me. Hey, professor, come in here. 
So like, great, a lawyer get blood in my school, wants to take a picture with him, <laughs> and they say, raise my hands. Yeah. I was just like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> you do you have that picture? I probably, I probably, you gotta send me that picture. Yeah. We need that Man, picture. There was blood all over. Blood. And, but the story gets better. Actually, <coughs> the, the school was right in Boynton Beach, which was closer by, by Boca. So we have a party going on the night after or two after. So I go home, I tell my wife, like, man, I have this. So I tell the same story to my wife. She's like, wow, something's gonna happen. I said, nah, the guy's nice. That was just fun. <laughs> so I'm walking to this party at the Boca, at the resort, Boca yeah. resort. So everybody's dressing like a resort. Just got to Florida, all the boats and the rich people. And, like, and then my wife turned around like, dude, look at that guy. He must get into a big fight. And when yeah. I look at it, it's Paul coming in with a huge black guy. Black and stitches. Yeah. <laughs> and stitches wow. on. And he's rocking pretty good. But the best is. <laughs> Bad Giovanni. You walking little... around like Bad Giovanni, <laughs> right? He's got a little. The best yeah. is, man, he has this vasty. Was a very fruity vest. <laughs> Look, I thought I looked good. And he he it comes looks over like to a me. rock star, like an MMA guy with a black eye yeah. with a vest. I never wore the vest again because he was <laughs> relentless. I told the guy, man, you look very fruity. <laughs> and my wife, like, you don't even know the guy. So long story short, become friends later and talk to his wife, uh, Leslie, right? And she's like, by the way, just to let you know. That was Paul's favorite vest. <laughs> never worn and it again. Never, never <laughs> worn it again. He's like, <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned Boston. How'd you wind up? Did you go right from Brazil so, yes, to Boston? How'd you wind up in Boston? Yeah, I, went I didn't to know Boston. there were any Brazilians in Boston. Oh yes, that was early two thousand actually. I came to America to uh, to fight the uh, Pan American in uh, Orlando. Okay, and I love it. So I went back to Brazil, looking for the opportunity to move to America to teach. And at the time, there was a place to me to teach in Boston. And uh, another Taekwondo school, actually, the same school that Bill Blanks, no Bill Blanks, the guy who did the Taibo. Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks. Yeah, 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 Billy Blanks. Yeah, yeah. That's the same school that he came from. Really? Okay. Yes. And uh, I was so naive, I did not know. I ended up going to Boston to teach. So I brought with me two geese and the flip flops. I didn't know there's no in Boston. Ah, <laughs> that's you thought it was like Florida. I, I was Florida. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to America. I'm in America. That was like at the beginning. The Havianas, right? That's the exactly, Havianas, that's right? Exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the beginning of a migration of Brazilians coming to teach. And now yeah. everybody come to teach. But back then, there was not many people coming. I even remember I was being in shape. And uh, not anymore because I got sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts, Burger King, and everybody else. <laughs> America loved me, right? So I remember to wear my Speedos. And I want to keep in shape. So I tell my roommate, hey, there is any place that I can go to exercise. He's like, yeah, man, there is this place here next door. They have an indoor pool. You can go for laps. That's great. So I go there. I jump in the pool. Everybody leaves. Right? <laughs> yeah. I have no clue what You're happened. You're in your Speedo? I go home. I tell my roommates, like, dude, you can't wear did you wear your white Speedo? <laughs> I say, I did. Don't do that here. Yeah. <laughs> the whole place evacuate. All the moms, the kids, they'll run away. <laughs> this Brazilian guy. Brown in the, with the white speedos. Oh, Jesus. So, yes, yeah, so that's how I moved to 2000. In 2004, I got sick of the weather in Boston. It was too cold, mm. too much for me. I love it, but the weather was too much. I ended up moving to Florida, and that's when I was looking for a place to teach. I had a little place in Pompano for a couple months, a couple years of school, and then we found this place in Boyton. We ended up moving to Boyton, and since then, we moved to Delray. It's been Delray now for 15 years now. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. 
You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. And you, what, what gym did you? He's right from the beginning. So for, yeah, in that gym, and I've that gym, with, I've been with Rodrigo yep. since, and yeah. uh, and I was living in Delray at the time, so Boynton wasn't too bad. Delray was yep. even better, and uh, he was in a location on the corner of Linton and Federal for a very long time, long time. and then just recently moved to. Yeah, it was Linton fourteen years, I guess. There, I, when years. I first moved here, I came to work for a company, and we stayed in the the owner's apartment on Linton and Military. That's across, right now. That's across from now. the Walmart. The, there was a Walmart right across yep, the street. That's right yeah. there now. Oh yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm Linton and yeah. military. Yeah, that, moved that's about when eight I, months I first moved. I'm like, this is. Well, I'm thinking moving to South Florida, party, and it's like yeah. it's quiet. It's, it's not very quiet. Like, you South know, where Beach. I grew up. Yeah. On, not not exactly like where I grew up on on, on Long Island, but it was you know it was quiet. Yeah. It was more residential, you know. Not old people. And not anymore. I mean, now it's it's built yes. out. Even over here, I mean, you said you you have your office here. This is. I I used to live. This new building they put up over yeah, here, sure. it used to be like a townhouse community. I lived there like like 20 years ago with my girlfriend. And I came back and started doing the podcast. I'm like, where the fuck is the building? I'm like, it used to be right there. They're putting up this building. This is crazy it's a, here. It's a really cool. This is that it's whole, turned into like yeah. a, this is Boca Raton's like a city here. Yeah, like, yeah. Right? They call this downtown. I was yeah. like, how does Boca have a downtown? But this yeah. is the downtown core. This is crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's all this construction. Mm -hmm. all these In fact, when I started with Marcel, American Top Team, there's Boca Black Belt Academy, which is two seconds from here. Do you yeah. know where that is? Is it the one right here Marcel on Federal? Silvera still teaches Right, right on Federal, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like literally, it's yeah. like this and sidewalk like and then Federal. Billy Escamani teaches Taekwondo, and uh, he <laughs> made, he's a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu, I used to I used to run around here. So I would run around, go, you know, and, so I, that and, and before original. I did Jiu-Jitsu, before I did Jiu-Jitsu, I always had a punching bag in the house or yeah. in the garage, so I used to just, like, self-taught, watch YouTube videos, do a little, like, you know, thought I was doing, like, Muay Thai, you know? And uh, and then I would run, and I'd be like, I'm gonna come to this school eventually. I'm gonna come. And then we broke up. And we moved it's a and small school, but it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a great place for me to start. Yeah. And uh, and they're still in business, which is uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, this is. I mean, this is just. This is not. This years. is like a yeah. freaking city. This yeah. is a. This is truly a city. That they turn this into a city. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till these buildings get done. I mean, and then the congestion around here is just crazy, but kind of like it. I mean, I'm in Coral Springs. They're doing the same thing in Coral Springs where I am. On that corner of uh, University and Sample, yeah, all those three. There was three empty corners where they took a building down on one corner. They're taking the, the shopping center down on the other, and then there was a. I guess the Publix got wiped out by a hurricane way back in the day. So all three corners are going to have residential and building. They're doing kind of this same thing. So that whole area they're just turning yeah, into South a downtown. Yeah, South Florida is growing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Even my school in Linton and yeah. Federal. When I opened the school, there used to be a trailer park next door. Oh, and yeah. I remember coming in earlier to kick the guys out because they would right. be in the bushes, eating, <laughs> up, eating, and guys, come on, I got a class coming up soon. Yeah. Now it's all these apartment complex, like $3,000 for one bedroom. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. That's how fast it's crazy. It's I mean, I know that a lot of this, well, I, I don't know what was going on here in Boca, but I know a lot of what's going on is, is COVID related. Everybody's moving to yeah. Florida, mm -hmm. you know, lax COVID restrictions, you know, Republican governor. Yeah. It was just different down here. Everybody's like, coming down. My fear is that it's going to be, if it changes, and then we're going to have all this empty real estate, and then empty real estate Could usually be. leads to, you know, bad shit. But uh, 
but anyway, so yeah, man, it's uh, you know, this is a, uh, you know, this is like a very unique relationship. You don't see this often, you know, coach yep. friendships like this, right? You know, people move around so much. I've been lucky, same situation. Like I've only been to two schools, and it's like I'm super comfortable in in what I consider my you know home away from home. It's just uh, a lot of people don't get to experience that. I think so many people come and go, but at the same like people move, life happens, kids get married, job transfers. You, you know, move. I, you I, move actually. I have not moved. I purposely I I've been in in and around Coral Springs and even like uh. My school's like in Coral Springs, but like right on the border with like Margate. It's like really officially Margate, but if you throw a rock across the street, it's Coral Springs, right? So um, I've literally like moved and even bought a house purposely. I've never been more than five minutes away drive time from my gym, See, I even now. And I, I and I like that. It was it was uh, one of the, when I, my wife and I when we wanted uh, her my stepdaughter to finish high school. But we both, she went to a kickboxing academy and I was going to the jiu-jitsu academy. And we were like, it was absolutely, we could have moved a little further. She could have driven to school, finished out of high school. But we were like, let's stay in the area so that we were both like only just a few minutes away I, I from our academy. It's, it's a really important point because, um, look, we're all busy, right? I mean, you, you run a business, yeah. you know, uh, family obligations. Yeah. I moved to Fort Lauderdale and um, Rodrigo's Academy is, as we said, it's in, Delray on Linton and military now. And I still, my favorite day of the week is to drive up and, and, and roll and train with Rodrigo and Josh, his son, who's here, um, who's in his early 20s and has fucking cardio. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and I used to teach Black the kids. Black 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 He's just went to the rest. I used to teach. Black belt? What rank is he? Oh, he's a blue belt. How old is he? I'm going to put blue. I'm going to put blue belt like this. I feel like, and, and, and I, I don't want to ever criticize any instructor for how they give out belts. Josh is really good, and, and he's grown up on the mats. And I feel like, and you don't have to comment on this, I feel like Rodrigo, first of all, he's a very slow belt giver. I think, okay. Like old school, traditional, you earn your belt. And particularly, I believe because, and this is just my thing, we've never talked about this, because Josh is his son, I think... Josh would be a at least a multi-stripe purple belt in most academies. Yeah. But I think Rodrigo doesn't want anybody to ever say he's giving his kid a belt. So um, Josh is a tough role. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. He's really good. Um, but I still will drive up to Delray from Fort Lauderdale, which takes a long time. I just can't do it that often, which is why we haven't talked about Tenth Planet yet. But I'm a, I'm, it's on I'm my sure, mind. We're I'm sure bring we'll it get up. there. Um, but that was one of the things. It's literally five minutes. He likes the outfit. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna get there. The the here we go. Here we go. He likes the outfit. What's your criteria for for promotions? So I do. We do have like like I say, we split classes. So we have uh, a beginners class we call challenge because it's the first thing to do is a challenge to get into jujitsu. Then they go to the regular intermediate class and advanced. So my criteria is time. On the belt, I would not promote to the before the time the federation stipulate. People like talking bad about IBJJF. By the way, I'm not here to defend IBJJF or say they're good or bad. I just believe that most people that complain, they didn't see how they start in the '90s, right? We have tournaments back in the '90s on the backyard. You have a tournament that you go fight at 10 in the morning and you fight at 4 a.m. the next day. Really? For a medal. So now people are so spoiled. 
Like you go to a tournament with an AC venue with your name on the board and you want to complain yeah. that you paying. Come on, man. So I follow their standards. They say that you cannot get a blue belt before one year, so I'll not give it before one year. With that say, I'm taking advantage of your stripes, so I kind of know how long you'll be in the belt. Your, I do belt test you. The belt test is something that's so funny to me because I was the one criticizing belt testing forever. I'll never do it. This is going to water down the sport. And actually, I, I was wrong. Why I was wrong? As soon as I implement belt testing, I force my students to understand more jiu-jitsu. So now if I force you to understand more to become a blue belt, you need to study. Mm -hmm. If you study, you need a partner. So if you study with a partner, you're getting better, you're getting better, the school level gets better. Yeah. So everybody gets better, right? And if one day you have to, to, to teach or to do something, I know that you know, right? That's the difference where I think that was wrong back in the days of the whole just giving belt based on performance. Of course, in jiu-jitsu, performance is going to always be the number one thing. But I like to have different criteria too. Some people, they just unfortunately they cannot perform. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They'll be like genius. They do, uh, most of the big coaches, a lot of them never competed before. It's just to show that performance yeah. wasn't a big deal. But they understand, like for instance, Danahan. How many medals don't Danahan have? I don't even know. I'm do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, what's his name from the, the, the Miao brothers came from them in Brazil? Of course, I'm going to forget his name right now. But a lot of these big coaches, I mean, they never competed. So it just showed to me that you need, you need to be Paul, right? So Paul is a lawyer, right? You have a badass lawyer and you have the guy that just passed the bar test and became a yeah. lawyer. There are levels. Yeah. That's why to me it's important to have a test. Yeah. Just to say, like, hey, at the minimum, you understand what you're doing. To your point, I have a, a one of the guys. Originally, we started this podcast. There were it was like me and four other people, um, and one of the guys that started with me, when he was going from blue to purple, his name's Mauricio. Uh, when he was going from blue to purple, professor told him like, I'm going to test. And Mauricio started staying after class, working with the coach, fine tuning the things. You know, he was given a list of things that he had to do, and he was practicing and practicing and practicing. And I just had a conversation with my coach and I said, Hey, you know, I, you know, I know he's nervous. He's just like, yeah, I'm not going to test him. And I knew it was like a week away and I knew, and I didn't tell him cause like he was getting better. He was jujitsu was getting better. He was more dedicated. He worked harder. Uh, he did, he would grab somebody once in a while and work with them. And now they're both working on their technicals and their basics. And then like the day before he was fucking freaking out <laughs> And I'm like, bro, he's not going to test you. Just don't yeah. worry. He's like, oh, no, I don't believe, you know. I'm, I talked to him. He's not going to test you. Don't worry. And he didn't test him, but he saw that. So he's watching. He's watching him do the stuff, and he's got the curriculum down. So there was no need to test him because he saw it. So mm -hmm. it was like, you know, yeah, I do believe it. You know, when I was, I was coaching at White Belt, I was coaching the guys that came in behind me, and I was coaching the kids' class because it was a small school. My instructor was a, a Homeland Security officer. He was like former NYPD, went to Homeland Security. He was internal affairs at, at, at Homeland Security. And some days he'd be like, I'm on, I got to be on a stake. I can't open. Can you open? So I started opening with his wife and then eventually he trusted me. I was, you know, I was, old. I was in my 40s already, so he trusted me. I even say to today, my basics, my skill set, I was better at like the, my sweeps and, you know, throwing up, uh, you know, arm bars and triangles at white belt because i was doing it every 
I trained six days a week. I was always, you know, I would do the warm ups and we would do the drilling and then he would come in and do like a move of the day and then we'd roll. So I was doing it every single day. And I feel like I was more technical back then at white belt than I am even now. Because I'm not practicing all that stuff all the time. Just We're just not, you know, learning a new move or, you know, you kind of fall into, uh, we're big on like lockdowns in my school and I love North South and, you know, it's kind of like I'm always fine. Just find my, you know, you find yourself in, in your favorite moves. And again, I'm not looking to coach open a school, so I maybe don't go out of my way to practice those things. And that's maybe bad on me, but I was more technical at white and even blue because I was teaching it every day. And when you're teaching it, or you're practicing it every day and teaching it, you wind up saying, oh, you know, I forgot my, ah, you start to remember where your hands, you said before about your thumb, yeah, the thumb yes. you know, I, you remember like, you know, my hand should really be here, but you don't see it unless you're teaching somebody else how to do it. Right. Correct. So then my, my, just my, my technical and my basics was, I felt like they were off the charts. I was really, yep. really good. And you know, again, that kind of goes away and my classes were two hours, six days a week. You know, now it's, I'm there. Three or four days one a hour. week, one yeah. hour, yep. you know, yep. you know, right? Yep. You know, weekends we do an open mat, it's two hours, you know, by an hour and a half in, you're like, you're fucking dead, you're sitting on the wall. So, you know, it's, it's just different. But I mean, I can I do that stuff? Yeah. Can I teach it? Yeah. But you definitely, when you're practicing it, you're forced to practice mm -hmm. it or you feel under the gun, you're going to do a test. You're so, definitely so, going to get so better. So that's why I do that. So, for instance, the white belt classes, right? The zero stripes, the beginner, beginner, we have the whole set curriculum for that which the person, I have a student app where they have all the techniques in a student app. Mm. We have, we create the student app. We have the book where they follow. And I have my purple belts teaching. The okay. cool thing is this, I'm, already, I'm teaching two people. I'm teaching a beginner, beginner, how to do it. And I'm enforcing on my purple belts when they're on the curriculum to teach mm. to how to proper do the technique. So we all win. Yeah. I have actually, we have a guy teaching yesterday, he's a brown belt now. And everybody's like, wow. How is Ninja doing so good teaching? I don't even remember Ninja two years ago stinking really bad. But, but no, Ninja, no, Ninja, we love we you. We love you. We love you, Ninja. <laughs> but by the commitment of coming all the time, repeating all those techniques, getting into jujitsu, he got better. Yeah. He made other people better. If he got better and the other guy got better, the school got better. So we all yeah. went. So that's the mindset. We have a problem as we start practicing, practicing jujitsu and get better in jiu-jitsu, we end up forgetting about the beginning, right? So what we like to do, and I even joke with some of our higher rank belts, they like to just roll. To me, it would be the easiest gig ever. I come in, in open the gym, turn the lights on, guys go roll. And I'll yeah. be in my office in my laptop, yeah. right? But you forget about it, it's very important, the beginning, the first 10 arm bars, the first hip scape, the first front row. That's why I cannot mix those people. Because if I mix them, they're both be unhappy. Or I'm teaching to a beginner how to beat in bolo, or I'm gonna be teaching Paul how to hip skip and break fall. Paul is gonna be like, I work all day long. I drove all the way to Fort Lauderdale. I have one hour and I go there, so I think he's doing break fall. There is no way nowadays to put them together. That's why to me it's very important to, to split levels of jujitsu. Also, I love about jujitsu nowadays is become a hobby. Like you mentioned, like you want to have your three hours a day of a good time. And you should. And you pay for that. And you deserve. Yeah. That's why to me, it, the, the importance of split there. And back in the days, we didn't have the hobby. We have the fight. 
Right now you go there because you want to wear. Paul likes to go Tenth Planet because he likes to wear the the fancy like, rash guards yeah, yeah. and out of the fingers. Do you bring your vest? You don't bring your vest there. Uh, for sure, does. <laughs> you might get away with the vest there. I gotta, I gotta see what this looks like. We, we had a good forty-five minutes or so without me making fun of me. So here we go. Yeah. How, how, how do you feel about that? The cross training and and I mean, I think it's. Uh, I've told people, I I felt more comfortable after purple to go seek out other training or go roll, roll with a friend and or somebody from the podcast inviting me to their gym. H how do you feel about co people cross-training at other gyms? Go ahead. I'm going to jump in for yep. a second. I don't want to cut Rodrigo off, but here's, here's how I feel. And this is one of the things that I respect most about Rodrigo. I feel like there's a lot of jujitsu uh, coaches, owners of academies that, that will not allow their students to go train someplace else. And um, particularly a black belt, um, I'm incredibly loyal to Rodrigo. Loyalty is very important to me on so many levels and so many contexts. But I'm also a martial artist. And I think the key to being a martial artist is you continue to learn, you continue to mm -hmm. evolve. And um, so I think it shows just such confidence on Rodrigo's part that he was so open about it and so... Um, supportive i said i really i'm interested in this 10th planet thing it's it fascinates me for a whole mm -hmm. host of reasons that we can talk about um yes i like the rash guards i know uh, that. <laughs> but, uh, gosh i have so many freaking rash guards. Um, but but i think rodrigo instead of saying you know crionch you know um he said sure go go do it i think it'd be great for you and, and like um, so now I'm learning some different techniques and, and, you know, people argue about whether it's a really different doesn't sport work. or not. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's okay. He's happy. As long as he's happy. <laughs> so do you think that you could have done that at white or blue and would you have been comfortable with a white or blue belt doing it versus somebody who's more experienced and now it's like you're adding, you know, they come to you at white and you're molding a piece of clay. Mm -hmm. If there are two coaches molding the same piece of clay, if that person's coming into it like, I want to compete and I want to be a world mm -hmm. champion, maybe. But the average guy that comes in, would you feel comfortable with a white belt These, training at two yeah. different gyms? Not because, oh, it's my jujitsu, right. but now somebody but else I is molding this clay, yeah. right? Would you, I don't think you would have. I wasn't as comfortable at white right. to, to purple to just go. I used to tell people, I don't want my coach to open up Instagram and see me at another school. If I am going to go to another school, I'm going to let him know, yeah. hey, I'm going to this other school. I'm just letting you know my buddy invited me over. And when I did, he never had a problem with it, and I <clears> always <throat> told him. But again, go ahead. I, so, I would never have done it at, 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 at those at levels. At a lower level, yeah. I think, um, and at Black Belt, I could still learn a ton. I do. Every every time I roll with Rodrigo, yeah. I'm still learning. Yeah. You know, I saw an interview with Denzel Washington. This may be a little bit off topic, but um, he still takes acting lessons. And he's one of the best actors in the world. Um, and I thought that was really incredible because he feels like you're continuing to hone your you're skill. Refine your craft. And yeah. so I still learn from Rodrigo. Every role, I, you know, I think, what could I have done better? What could I have done differently? Why did I get caught in this position? Um, and I, with 10th Planet, uh, although I, I, I can hold my own because I know jujitsu, they still have some weird things that I'm learning that are yeah. hard for me at 55 years old with less flexibility. Um, but I but love the But you guys only take pictures, right? I thought you guys only so take pictures. There's some really good. role involved. There's some really good. Tenth planet aside for a second. Again, right. a white belt comes in. Yep. Again, if we want to say it a hobby. So just somebody that oh just God. wants to learn jujitsu. Yep. And is it white or blue? And he says, hey, coach, 
do you mind? I'm going to train two days of the week down the road. Yeah. Let me explain my view okay. from the beginning. Okay. Uh, I'm very big in loyalty, right? And yeah. I appreciate all the loyal students that I have. And that's the reason why actually we're able to stay in business for so long, right? COVID have some cool stuff happen, right? Unfortunately, a lot of schools have to close down and everything, but I have some cool stories. I could be sitting down about COVID and telling how many students, and I'm not lying, call me to pay for privates through COVID. Yeah. And I'll be like, I'll be looking at the number, tell my wife, should I answer? She's like, yeah, because I thought it was another cancellation. <laughs> and they got like, hey, coach, I want to pay for another 10 group of classes. I said, what do you mean pay for? No, we're doing okay financially. I know you're going to be struggling. So that shows how they want the school to be yeah. open. So that was awesome. My point of view is this. If you're training with me, right, we're located in Delray, uh, East Delray, if you call. If you're training with me, I see no reason to you to go visit a school two miles down the road. There mm -hmm. is no point of going there. That's my point of view. But then you say, hey, I'm spending three months in a year in Chicago. Yeah, go of visit course. schools in yeah, Chicago. That's, you kind of right? have to, right? Paul lives about, uh, <coughs> I would say, with no traffic, like a 45 minutes, one hour, right? Isn't the guys on the road all the time, busy traveling, flying? He has a 10th planet next to his house, right? Hey, the days that I cannot make to you, would you mind to go train? Here's a black belt. Hey, dude, go. I prefer you to go and train than not train jiu-jitsu. Yeah. That would be like a problem with my ego. I don't want him to go somewhere. But guess what? He's not getting jiu-jitsu. Because of my ego, no. Go yeah. train. So that's a particular case right here. So my point of view of cross training is this. If the school is local, I see no point of view going. But again, hey, man, my... My brother-in-law trains at whatever, this school, next city. Can I go there this side? Yeah, go for it, man. I don't have that fear do of you, losing. Do you have a an, a rule, an unofficial rule for them to ask you? Or, hey, at least tell, just let me know. It's an unwritten rule that pretty much 99% of them, they ask me. Hey, yeah. professor, is that okay if I go visit? So let's say my, 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 my cousin lives in Miami, he's visiting, they want to go to visit this school in Miami. Can I go? Yeah, go for it. I even refer. Yeah. And by the way, you should go to this one because I know the coach and he's a very nice guy. Yeah. Go visit. I have no problem, which was different than back in the days, right? I just don't encourage is the next door training. I just don't yeah. Yeah. think. Okay. It's not even the best. That's fair, especially because, you know, competitions and there is still this competition aspect to what we do. And you That's might, correct. you know, you're rolling with a guy that you might fight or you may, you're letting out some of our secrets, you know, I mean, I, I get that yeah. less so, but you know, if it's right in your backyard, yeah, we might see each other new breed over that's here. Correct. You know, and right? that's, yeah. that's my point. Yeah. But if you're going far somewhere else, like for instance, I train every Monday, Wednesdays. That's one thing too that in court to a lot of jujitsu instructors is their ego is so big. They have so many medals. They accomplish so many goals. A lot of them, they even stopped training. Yeah. I train every Monday, Wednesday. I train in Professor Hans Tavares. We get you together. Do you go someplace else no, or he, he comes come, to he you? He comes south, okay. south, and we get together, a group of us. Actually, this is going to be like a break news. A, a lot of uh, me, uh, Renato Tavares, which is like a competitor in a way. I know, yeah. Uh, he was my, he's my, was my first coach's coach. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We have uh, George Santiago from Excel. He was, Renato was Marcel, my first coach's roommate when they first got Oh, yeah. So, okay. You know, Renato's Renato a Jedi. He's 115 yeah. years, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so we all get together Monday, Wednesdays, and we train. Yeah. And the cool thing is this, like, George has a school about five miles from my school. So he's my legit number one competitor business-wise. Yeah. But guess what? We train together on there's Thursday enough, mornings. There's enough for everybody to eat, I That's think. That's exactly yeah. it. So we respect each other's business, right? 
We not try to steal nobody's students, and we try. It's to not them. like he's a tenth planet. I mean, that's tenth planet is exactly. not real jujitsu, right? That's I mean, exactly. it, it doesn't work, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it does work. Regular gi with a belt and all that. So, stuff. Uh, so he he made a few comments. What do you? And you don't have to comment if you don't want to. Do you do you really not like tenth planet jujitsu? I, 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 I was joking. I just oh, give. I just <laughs> you give it a ten. Okay. Yeah. I don't mind at all. Yeah. Uh, I the good question actually that I like to mention, and that's not a tenth planet to me is. Nogi. Mm -hmm. I have my whole view, which I have a huge discussion with my son the other day. He's 21 years old, his whole view about ADCC, which I understand those guys getting out of the mats and still fighting outside, the camera go rolling. They're almost in a parking lot, still. <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, it's rolling. great. That, you saw that? Yeah, they're rolling, they're moving yeah, chairs and, and tables moving, oh, and they're still going. They're still going. I understand. But as a sport, I just think we evolved so much. Like, I came from that time. Yeah. That was cool in the 90s. We fought so hard to have clean mats, to have TV. Why are we gonna go back there? Yeah, that's my point of view. But mm. I understand it's twenty years old. That's what he's flies. pointing at you. You're a nogi guy. You like nogi? It looks fun. You like you, you prefer nogi? Look. So I know. I know. That's so. This is this is your son Josh. That's, he's that's, off camera yeah, here, but that's, that's one yeah. of them. I only have four kids. No, I, I definitely say I, I prefer gi. I mean, to me, that's yeah. jujitsu. That's original jujitsu. Would always be yeah. there. But no gi, especially these last few years, has brought such a you know influx of people into jujitsu. You know, so I got a credit. And then you look at ADCC people that have never done jujitsu, and then they see the guys rolling outside yeah. the mats. I mean, that gets them. Oh, what's jujitsu? It's exciting. What it's exciting. is yeah, this yeah, thing? Yeah. You know, it gets them amped up to learn what jujitsu is. You know, yeah. but. I go back to the gi yeah. too. I mean, I'm always yeah. always okay. learning the gi. See, like so I, I, so I know, like my, my coach, we we we've we've evolved to a place where we we like to say, like, when we do a move or we're learning something, it's immediately applicable to gi or no gi. Like, we don't do a lot of lapel stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes, we we all have a lapel game at some to, to some degree, but a lot of times when we're learning something new. He'll very much point out, and this is how you would do it in no gi. Or I don't grab the lapel; I'll grab my fingers, or because I want, you know. We we have a joke about, um, uh, you know, sometimes be like, and when you're in aisle nine of of, of Publix, you know, fighting with some old lady over the last jar of peanut butter, this is how you do it, right? You know, like mm -hmm. it's like he said to me, he'll be like, oh, you can't do that. That's a white belt. What are you wrist lock? I'm like aisle nine, brother. Aisle nine, coach. I'm in aisle nine. This is I'm fighting that lady for that that last jar of peanut butter. So we we have that little bit of joke, but I think that I I think that that's a if there is a, that that argument of like oh one or the other. I I definitely think the argument of like well if you're in a fight on the street, you have a shirt on. Oh, yeah. I could grab oh, yeah. your shirt. You could be in your suit. I could grab a suit lapels. What is this argument about? Well. You know, gi jujitsu doesn't work in the. You yeah. have pants. Yeah. You have a gi. Yeah. You have a belt that I can grab. Yeah. My, well, I don't the, get who the fuck started that argument. It's so stupid. It, it really yeah. wasn't that. I think it was more MMA. You know, so Eddie Bravo, everybody knows Eddie Bravo, yeah. started 10th Planet. And it really is is more, I, my understanding is he was thinking jujitsu for MMA, where you yeah. don't have. A shirt or a lapel, but you're absolutely oh, yeah, right. My yeah, my comment wasn't tenth right. planet related. Yeah. It was just right. in general yeah. okay. about gi versus. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, no and gi. so that's my problem with no gi, right? I pretty much have no problem, even if the the the, the institution like ADCC, for instance, which is awesome. I watch it. They want to do that. I'm okay still with that, even though I don't think we should. You know, it's all right. Yeah. The trash talking. I don't like it, but it's okay. My problem is becoming lately is on the schools opening left and right. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So the no-gi is taken to a level where it's very hard for me to identify who are you, right? At least uh, I like what Helson Gray says one time, which I love it. I'm not a big fan of, a, of a, everybody wear a white gi, even though the thing looks cool, because what Helson say, what should shine on you is your belt. So when you have mm-hmm. a room full of white geese, then you can see, oh, brown belt, oh, black belt. And I'm at a time where there wasn't that many black belts. So if someone walked yeah. with a black belt, you'd be like, whoa, who's that guy? He must be a legend, right? I remember one time in Brazil, Alan Goyes, that goes back mm-hmm. early 90s, he walked into a tournament and I was like, I didn't even know who the guy was. <coughs> but he was like, I heard the name, Alan yeah. Goyes. That's pride, who's that guy, right? Nowadays, everybody's a black belt. Right, everybody's a lawyer in Brazil, right, Paul? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so my problem is what comes to promotion, right? At least the jiu-jitsu, the gi, you have some form of, uh, of uh, rules and restrictions on time, promotion, belt, this and that. People break the rules for sure, but at least there is some form of, uh, of uh, agreement. The new gi, it's getting crazy because now I have people, they are training for two years, they are purple belt and no gi, and they say they're pro belt in jiu-jitsu. They never wear a gi, they mm-hmm. don't know how to tight the belt. In most schools, which I'm not gonna mention name, around me I have at least five schools right now, they even tell these students to put a gi on to get promoted. When they don't do gi. When they don't do gi. Mm-hmm. So now, and famous people around me here in South Florida, there's gonna be a lot of messages mm-hmm. on DMs and <laughs> on Instagram. But now I get Paul that training for two years only, never put a gi. And you're coming in and I'll give his purple belt with the gi on. Guess what? He's representing jujitsu. Yeah. So people's expecting Paul to know jujitsu. He's using me yeah. hypothetically. Exactly. Sure, sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We got, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So, so let, 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 let's talk about that though. So I, I, I'm curious now, number one, I, I'm, I'm curious about this because I see myself at some point in the future going to a 10th planet, I specifically a 10th planet. The outfit you? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to lose a little bit more weight, though, so I can, you know, I look good in the in the nogi. Um, I, there's something about it that, that visually draws me in. Um, I also know that I'm so unflexible that I feel it's going to force me to work on that as part of my game. Um a little bit of like the Joe Rogan story, right? You know, he's like a, you know, I looked it up the other day. I didn't, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know, I thought that he had gotten his black belt first under um, John John Jacques and then under Eddie, Eddie, but he actually got his black belt first from Eddie. I mean, he was, I think he was training with John Jacques first, but he wound up getting his black belt under Eddie first. That's how I read it the other day. I don't know if that article was 100% correct. But I like that idea of I want to start over. I'm not going to stop at my gym, but I would like to start over. Like I tell people all the time, I'm under no illusion. I've been at the same gym for a long time, and I don't go cross-train a lot. I go, I'm a black belt in my coach's jiu-jitsu on what he's taught me. I'm okay with saying that. I could go to another gym, and they've, you know, they're more leg lockers. And now, yeah, okay, maybe I'm a purple belt now. you know, and Right, so... I, I'm, I'm, I, there's a certain amount of humility when I say that, you know, like, yeah, I know I'm not, I'm not stupid, but I, I, the, the 10th planet system intrigues me because of kind of the flexibility side of stuff that you see. And it's a whole nother group of movements and, and moves and, you know, 
the dead orchard and uh, and mission control and all. And I'm like, man, I try to grab my leg and get to that mission control, and I'm like, fuck, I can't get this leg right. You know, like I I want to learn that, and I feel like not that there's a hole in my jujitsu, but I think I feel like it's this whole other jujitsu that intrigues me. So. It, you know. Everything that you just said, all the things that were going through my mind. Sure. So it, the fact that it was around the corner for me just made it like easy I, I, I to guy, do. It. I'm driving I, right I, by every day. I, I, listen, I, I'm a fan of the podcast. Right. Besides being a repeat guest, I've heard you say that a few times. I have no doubt that you're going to end yeah. up at a tenth. I'm going to do it. I know that I'm going and to. And I will say this. Um, all joking aside, uh, and I love the gi and I love Rodrigo. Uh, for all the reasons that you just said, it's intriguing to me and it's challenging to me yeah. because of a lack of flexibility. And they will tell you if you play the angles right and you, you know, the, one of the beauty things about jujitsu is that you can adapt so that we all have our own jujitsu. Mm -hmm. I don't roll the same way you do or you do. Um, and so I think you can definitely pick up some things like the dead orchard or yeah. different techniques that. And maybe it's just names, you know. Yeah. Rodrigo may say, "Look, I." Which is I, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, which is cool. But sometimes cool. I'm like, "Hey, I know that. that we yes. we yeah. call that this." It's, you know? <laughs> and, and, and the thing about Rodrigo, and he's giving me shit about the outfits. It's all good natured. I think he really are fine no, with it, it is. And I am. And I've gone to Rodrigo. I, I think he might be a little jealous. No, no, that but you, like, you look <laughs> how, how good you look like in those. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to put a rash guard. I, I, I do. I'm not looking at banana like, and everything. I look fucking good. But I've been to Rodrigo's academy, and I. There's something called the truck, which is a, like a classic 10th yeah. planet. Yeah. He fucking knows the truck. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this whole notion that like Rodrigo is this traditional, yeah. he knows everything I've ever tried to show you, yeah. including 10th planet things, yeah. dead orchard truck, um, Vinny lock. He's got a counter. He's got a, he can tweak something yeah, yeah. and make it better for me. I think it all works together. It just, it makes mm -hmm. our jujitsu better. And one other thing I'll say about 10th planet, which I, uh, I, I wasn't aware of. The community of 10th Planet, it's a community within the community of Jiu-Jitsu, mm -hmm. but I've been to Barcelona, I went to 10th Planet, they welcomed me like I was their family. Yeah. I, I was just in New York this week, two days ago I trained in 10th Planet NYC, as if, as if I'm their long lost relative. Um, I was in Houston for a deposition, I went to 10th Planet. So I think there's uh, there's not an RMBJJ, which is rugby, you know, everywhere. Um, so 10th Planet has done a good job. Now it's a bunch of stoners and like there's a whole aspect to the community, yeah. um, but they're very welcoming with each other. And yeah. I, I think that's great. Yeah. And, and, um, and I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I, I joke about 10th yeah. Planet here now, but I think they are able to get the niche that we we, we, just, we miss it. And I got to mm. be honest. So back in the 90s, right, I used to be criticizing my gym by footlocks and wrist locks, which for, believe it or not, still a taboo nowadays, right? But I always not for me. Yeah. I, love not for I always I even had an idea before. Actually, I won one of the fight wins against the tenth planet guy. Yeah, so anyways. So yeah, he's a tenth planet now, right? Oh now he's a he's a Liborio black belt. <laughs> anyways, anyways, so I got a wrist lock. So I was even gonna make a t shirt which was a, a wrist and a lock and a feet and a foot and a lock. A yeah. Because I always done that since the nineties. And everybody criticized. Back in the days, people would throw like shoes inside the match they call sapatero which yeah. you go for the shoe shoemaker really yeah that was a bad bad thing oh wow i never had a problem with that i always tell like you're neglecting half of the body yeah i used to say that like early 90s right so i'm not against and i i'm glad that they're able to see that and know what they neglected half yeah. of the body let's just go ahead and do it there's no better move 
to slow down or to correct the behavior of a spazzy white belt than a nice wrist lock. Oh, yeah. Hey, I, love, I love I like, love. Okay, locks. all right, listen. I know that I'm not supposed to technically be doing a wrist lock on you, but if you're going to fuck around and potentially hurt me and I can't be here tomorrow, this is how I'm right. going to slow you down. So I'm going to let, I'm gonna let my, you know. This is my and I might not even <laughs> fucking do it really hard. I might just get it stuck there so that you're like, what the fuck is going on? This is what I do all the time. you can't move. Most of my wrist locks, I would say 99%, I didn't get to finish. But I really got into your mind. And you're just like, I tap, 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 tap. Yeah. So, and I believe that if I can get you afraid of touch me or give me a fit, yeah. I'm winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in your mind. Yeah. So now those guys come to roll with me. They roll in like, they look like chicken wings. <laughs> and I love it because if yeah. you do, they give me the elbow yeah. anyways. So I think like overall I'm winning. So back in there on the whole no game uh, uh, movement, I, I don't just like it at all. Like I say, I think they are, they are teaching even us like the jujitsu, the gi practitioners, to pay attention. I'm not going to mention the names, but we saw like the first ADCC a couple of years ago, a lot of big names in black belt getting tapped by beginner no gis. Yeah. Just because they didn't know how to handle. Wow, I get caught on these entanglement, and now how do I take my foot? Oh, tap, tap, tap. Whoa, so, so tap. Yeah. He didn't I, know how to handle that. They, I'm doing, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm doing, uh, I've got a buddy that's uh, his school that they're really good at, at leg locks and, and, and heel hooks. And I have him, he comes to my house. I've been sick in the holidays. We took a little bit of a break, but I have a, a buddy of mine that I train with. We have a guy comes to my house. I have a room with, I have a mat room, uh, <laughs> lucky enough to have a mat room uh, in one of the rooms in the, in the house. And he comes over and I do privates. We're just doing leg lock leg privates. Lock. You know, Which I'm like, awesome. I know it was, a, it was a hole in my game that I wanted to figure out. And now, you know, I take and I go back to the gym and I, you know, play with it a little bit. We're mostly a gi school. So, you know, it's a little, a lot more like the straight ankle locks and stuff. But when we're in the, you know, when we do, we do no gi twice a week. I, I you know, a I'm, lot I'm, of jiu guys, it. a lot yeah. of black belts, like old school, they complain because they don't know how to do it. Right, right, and that's a problem. I too. don't complain. I'm going. I go out and you seek out the information. That's correct. So when I roll at Tenth Planet, I, I, I generally um, only roll with with good, experienced guys. At this stage in my life, I've had mm -hmm. injuries. We talked about it last yeah. time. I've had a hip replacement. I've had knee surgeries. I have a separated shoulder, um, and I feel like when you're going against young, spazzy white and blue belts, I'm more at risk. Even though I feel yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I'll win, um, so. But when I roll no gi, I don't know if I ever told you this. I, I my techniques are all sort of the more traditional jujitsu. Like I'm not a leg locker. Now I know it enough. Yeah. I can defend. I can threaten. I can grab a heel hook now and then. But I'm still doing my kimuras and my back takes, and yeah. and um, I find myself still resorting to the traditional. Jiu-jitsu that I've spent decades learning. At, when you're at the Tenth Planet, are they are you noticing that they do lean on that other stuff? The, 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 like they, they're not they don't do as much of the traditional the, stuff the, that you understand or know. Oh, I mean, you know? some do. Yeah. Right? Because there's other guys like me that have a background. Yeah. But there's a lot of like rolling into like Imanari rolls into legs yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. and I just try and avoid that. Yeah. Um, when I roll with Rodrigo, I, I've tried to get some legs, um, and. <laughs> I hope this is okay. Me saying I don't want to violate HIPAA. What are you doing? He, he's got a. Uh, I don't feel my left has, foot. One of his one of his left from like the hip down to his toes. He he has no feeling. I feel so it. it's like I squeeze as much as you want. You get yeah. something. He's like just keep squeezing. I, yeah, I yeah. don't want to break something, but he's not going to tap because it doesn't hurt. Oh wow! So it's Doesn't really it's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Do they do they do 
um, I mean, I've seen the belts, and we talked about Rogan getting a black belt. Is there, if you're, how long have you been training there? Um, uh, a year, um, maybe. A year, okay. I'm a brown so, belt okay. in the 10th plan system. So is that, I like, officially? Yeah. Is <laughs> it? Is that what they've told That's you? Like, they've told you're, me. you're a brown That's belt here. So then that means that in the next few, you would potentially get a black belt. I, I, what in, I've told in, them is I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not yeah. doing it at all for that. I'm yeah. so proud to be a RBJJ yeah. black belt. I will always identify myself as a Rodrigo Mendes black belt. Um, and I don't even want to, like, I, I don't care. They do have ranked rash guards. Yeah. So some of my rash guards are, have the brown. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, and, and I think that's just a result of, like, I'm, I'm good in the And gym. did they figure that? Did they go, okay, I see the level that you're at and we're going to say they this? They said we're or, not going to make Or you... did they just go, hey, we're going to take you down one rank? Or how, no, did, they how said, did that happen? They said you can't. You know, they have a lot of black belts that come in. They don't want to just give you a black belt. Yeah. It's sure. a, whole, it's a different it. system. Okay, I'm fine with earning it. But right. but um, I think after rolling with the instructor a few times and and, and uh, they said, you know, he talked to Eddie Bravo. Yeah. And, and he said, Eddie considers you yeah. a brown belt. Okay. Which is probably similar to what you'll, maybe you'll be a purple belt. I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. So this is my... that's all we have for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kidding. So, so this <laughs> is my only problem. No, I mean, I'm, I'm so not... At, I'm sorry. Once I, I really did get to a place that once I was like at like per, four stripe purple into brown, like I really started to not care. Right. And you almost want to be slowed down. You're like, okay, the expectations. And now, like you said, yes. right? You said before with the white geese and you could see everybody and he's a black belt and he's a brown belt. Yes. There's a certain amount of, I don't want to call it pressure. I don't feel that kind of pressure, but there's a, a certain amount of expectations when you have a belt and, and now you're black, black belt. And, you know, black belt walks in and he's expecting to roll with you like you're a black, you know, I, I think there was just that, an, that anticipation. Like I used to tell my friends and, and guys at, at lower belts, like they would be like, I don't know if I'm ready for blue belt. I don't know if I'm ready for purple belt. And I'd be like, you're not supposed to know everything at purple belt. You have graduated from blue and now you are going to learn the curriculum at purple. So get it out of your head. You've just complete, you know, right. You don't go to high school and go to 12th grade. Going, well, I know everything, right? You, you, you got to learn 12th you're grade curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and you got to so, trust the so instructor you, yeah, too. You, you have to understand that. So I, I, I try to tell myself like I've really, I had this conversation with somebody the other day. I'm like, I really truly understand that what people have said, like now at black, now it really begins. Like now I trained more leading up to getting the black cause I knew it was coming. Like I was going more, I was training more. I was going to the weightlifting more. I was dieting better because of those perceived, in my mind at least, those nobody was on top of me going, you got to do this. But the, my own perception of what I thought I wanted to be as a black belt, I have said it on the podcast, I want to earn it. I don't want to get it because of time. I probably should have had it earlier because of COVID and I blew out my knee. I, my, my brown belt was delayed a year. You know, so I wanted to, earn, I really truly wanted to earn it. I didn't want anyone to be like, well, it was just the amount of time. You only come three days a week. No, I was like, I was going and, and I made that little extra effort. And I and I, I still am, but I the pressure for now that I see is more. I want to. I, I'm like a sponge now, and I have a little bit more time because of work. Where I'm, I, I'm I have a little bit more free time than I did before. So now I'm like, all right, where can let me go train? You know, so like doing you know privates on a Saturday afternoon wasn't wasn't uh, something that I could do. Working five days a week, family, wife, you know, travel. Now I'm like. I could do a two-hour private on a Saturday now, you know? That's the beauty about you guys. Like, you got, when you got your black belt? Uh, December, December 17th, See, so just now. you're fresh, 
uh, black belt excited to want to understand that the line starts right now. Yeah, that's how I think it should be with everyone. I love to see Paul still training, searching for schools. The problem that I'm seeing nowadays with human beings is a lot of schools they achieve the black belt and disappear. No man, I'm like, I don't. I don't understand that. I want to die new. on the mats. That's I want to exactly, be seventy a, doing jujitsu still, become, like you it, said. Yeah, it become my 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 life pretty much. I do jujitsu. My wife does jujitsu. All my four kids they do jujitsu. So to me, it's a very hard, very hard to even understand how you not do it. But people work so hard to get their black belts, and I hear these all the time. Oh, so and so he stopped training. Oh, so and so he disappeared. I just don't get it. But I think it's the pressure that some schools they put it on. Hey, now you have that black belt. You got to honor. And now guess what, man? You take three months off your human being. You got a flu. You got three months off. You're going to have a hard time with the Joshua Blue Belt. Yeah. Right? But that should not be the problem. Don't let your yeah. ego, like, be bigger than you. And that's what's happening nowadays. No, man. For me now, I'm, like, more excited about that's jiu -jitsu the than yes. I've ever at, been. At, at yeah. my age, um, whereas in my 30s, I think the, the main benefit of jiu-jitsu was the physical, the, the competitiveness and the physical exercise. And that's still a huge part, but now it's such a mental um, oh, yeah. therapy. Therapy. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's it's a stress reliever, uh, and I'm under a lot of stress. And mm. that hour or ninety minutes in the gym, um, you know, people talk about mindfulness and being in the moment. In the moment, you're in the like. There's nothing more in the moment. What else can you the, really right. be thinking about when somebody's trying to break your arm? Yeah, that's correct. Like choke you, the, literally, you know, quote unquote, kill you, right? The, 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 the camaraderie, like before and after we roll, just I could sit and talk to Rodrigo for 15, 20 minutes, you know, a half hour, and it's just it's therapeutic and yeah. it's it's great. So I think jujitsu continues to be a huge part of of who I am, mm. and uh, you know, I'm not sure my my wife. Um, is very concerned about my health mm. because I've had some major injuries and she doesn't want me to not be able to, you know, we spend time in Colorado. We love to hike. And um, so, uh, but I can't stop doing it. Like I just yeah. can't. You know? That's why, you know, I go back to, I, I train the way I want to train and, you know, I, I guess, you know, there'll come a point too. I don't, I'll, I'll never turn down a role, but, you know, I get as I get older, maybe I don't want to train with the spazzy. Yeah. It always feels like when I get hurt, it's getting hurt with somebody that doesn't yeah. know what they're doing or just goes too crazy. It, it, it doesn't have the discipline. It doesn't understand. Like they see the black belt or the brown belt. You know, I'm new at black belt, so that you're right. They saw the brown belt and they're like, "Okay, kill, kill, kill." I gotta be. You know, like they. You don't. I'm not. Who said this? There was a. I'm not. There was a coach at black belt that came on. He says. I'm not someone that you have to get through. Um, he's a, a Mike the Spider Ninja. Is the I forget his name. Mike Bidwell. Mike Bidwell. He said, "I'm not someone that you have to get through to to complete your journey." Right? Um, Michael Jordan didn't have a one on one with his coach before every game. Okay, you could beat me, so now you're worthy of going out there. I, I'm not. I could still coach you, and you could be better than me. I'm not somebody you have to get through. And you have to have that mindset. So I think some of these younger guys, when I, I, I one of the ways that you, I feel like I can calm down a spazzy guy is to start to coach him a little bit. Hey, let's start from here. Hey, that thing that I did on you. Hey, come here. Go, come here. I'm going to show you how to do it. And when I think it, it gets the spaz out of them, when they start to look at you as a mentor and a coach, you could still have your battles. But 
I've, I've told people that's one way that you kind of calm somebody down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and vice versa, the, 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 oh, the, the higher belt that beats up on you, if you're a white belt or a new guy, ask him questions. You get him into teaching mode, and now it's less about killing you. And we all love teaching somebody, right? I, right? Yeah. You do it because you love Share, it, yeah. right? I love sharing this. And somebody goes, how do you do this? And I'm just like, oh, right. I've honored that mm-hmm. you've asked me, and I want to teach you. And I am somebody who says, like, if I can make you better. Like, I love teaching the thing that I get somebody on a million times because I want you to make it harder for me. i got to figure out how to do it better if you start to defend it. Or I've got to go to something else. And uh, my coach calls it spamming. He's like... I, every time I get into a North South, he goes, there's Milton spamming again because I got everybody with the North South, right? So it makes me, if I make you better or teach you how to defend it, then I've got to get better, right? So yeah. that's that's the way I look no, at you're, it. You're right. And the thing is, like, people ask me all the time, like, <clears throat> accomplishments, like making a jiu-jitsu world champions. To me, I think jiu-jitsu grows so much, and I've I seen the growth from the beginning. Way back, yeah. Yes. And I love to see, like, everybody has a reason to be on the mats. Yeah. And those are valid reasons. Like Paul say, I love, I love, I love the camaraderie. Great. Yeah. Well, have people that coming in that dealing with depression, people that just got divorced, people that just lost lost someone. Yeah. And the beauty is somehow in the mats, we're able like as a family, to, like our own church. Yeah. We're able to support everybody. That's why we need to understand when we roll with people what they're looking for. Like I have guys in my gym, they want to rock, and that's okay. They yeah. they make explicit like I'm that guy. If you want to roll hard, go with that guy. But I need to understand that at seven years old, he's not there to rock. Yeah. Or maybe he is, but his rock is different than than your I, rock. You know what I mean? I definitely and probably have been a part of when I didn't know any better. We with the gym that I'm in now, we had some old timers, and I used to roll hard with them, and they did not stick around. And I I learned, you know, from just it seems obvious, Over time. but. I was the new guy trying to prove Correct. myself, coming yes. as a blue belt. These guys are old times, and I'm coming in hard. And, you know, my mid-40s, I had a little bit, I was stronger and faster <laughs> even in my mid-40s than I am now. And I know that I probably contributed to some people leaving and not staying at our school because, you know, this this new guy is beating the shit out of me, and they were maybe 10 years older than me. And they're just like, this isn't fun anymore. I didn't make it fun for them. And I started to slowly realize and then, you know, impart that on the guys that came behind me. And, like, and hey, that's why I separated He's not people. here for the same reason. That's why my separation is just because that was not even your fault. It's just, and not even your school fault. It's just an, un- an unwritten rule that nobody knows until yeah. things happen yeah, right. and now you don't show up anymore. Yeah. So in my school, I'm very vocal about that, right? I even have a guy actually visiting the school today. This morning he was there from the Korea. And uh, so we're talking about his, his, his uh, top team career. So we're talking about training there. And he was like, no, professor, and there, everybody's very small. So he, he's a big boy. He's an American guy. He's an American guy that lives in Korea teaching English. So he trains mm-hmm. there. So they split the groups by weights and by size. Right? Is it's, not, it, it's not the lawyer orphan guy, is it, that used to come? No, no, no. It's Korea. Call he's him. like the Korean expert. Remember that guy? No, that was a different guy. That was right, a different okay. guy. That guy has a lot of stars. I can have just one podcast yeah. on him. <laughs> but uh, so these guys from Top Team Korea, and like, no, we split. They split by three weight groups. So if you're under whatever, how many kilos, you go to the left. If you're this weight. Yeah. Because they see the importance of, of rolling with someone like. Evenly matched. Evenly matched. Because at the end, and uh, I see that more nowadays, I want you that tomorrow. Yeah. I'm looking for longevity right now. Right. When I joke about the 70 years old, the 74 that I have. I want to be that guy, right? Yeah. My son would talk, have a breakfast today and talking about that. I want to be the 70, 75 years old still. And you can say like, you know, my dad is still rolling. 
Yeah. I know I'm be rolling the way I'm rolling right now, but uh, he rolls. He yeah. put the gear once in a while in, you know, but I can't. I won't be able to know that to roll yeah. with a younger kid. My coach will say, uh, especially when the mats are really full, he'll say, all right, grab somebody that makes sense. That's and sometimes one. he'll be like, no. Yep, you know, like where we but yeah, he's like, no, come, come on, get, you, no, get, get, you know, like it's maybe a big guy with a little, you know, and, but they're buddies, so they're like, we're gonna roll together, but you know what happens? Friends yep. are not friends. Right. Once that bell rings, right, you know, you start going crazy. So I, I do like that, and it's something that you know that we're conscious of, and I, and I do think that it's the responsibility of the colored belts, especially the higher belts, mm -hmm. to be like, hey, hey, I'll take yeah. him. Uh, my. There's a little bit of a of a joke. Uh, every time a big guy, again, I was usually the bigger guy, so every time a bigger guy would come my size or bigger, he'd be like, "Hey, Mel, look, Amazon Prime just delivered you your new training partner for the day." So you know, then I would happily take that big person. Be like, "Oh God, this guy's yeah. gonna crush me today," you know. But I have um, a joke all the time too before training. And it becomes a whole joke in the school. Every time I before I ring the bell, I say, "Guys, even though everybody signed a waiver, don't break a toy." Yeah, <laughs> I like that. So they yeah. kind of say, "Don't break your toy." Yeah, yeah. I need my toy to play tomorrow. Yeah, if yeah, I break yeah. my toy today, now I have no arm. I like that. It's not gonna come tomorrow. Gonna Don't break that. your toy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna get into uh, we're gonna get into the last part of the podcast before we end. We have a group of questions that we uh, you ready, Bo? Well, our, this is our, our sound effects guy. So we're going to get into, I have a kind of the most common questions that, that people ask. So I just put them all into the end of the podcast. They've, uh, we've, they've grown a little bit and changed a little bit, but we call it the, the drill down. There you go. Sound effects, right? <laughs> no, no uh, expense spared here. All right. So I'm going to, we're just going to go down these questions and you know, you can elaborate if you want, but like, this is a little bit of a speed round in, in a sense. So, okay. Uh, so preference, gi or no gi? <laughs> gi. <laughs> I love yeah, them both. You love them both, but if you had to choose, um, I'm a gee guy. But okay. I'm, I'm enjoying now learning okay. the new journey of no gee. But I'm a gee guy. Take down or pull guard? Pull guard. Pull. Pull. Music during rolling? Yes or yes. no? Yes. You like it? Yes. Okay. What's your music preference? What's your go-to? It varies. Yeah. I go for everything. I go from rock and roll. I go from old school. Yeah. Rock and roll to reggae. Which yeah. my kid, my guys will hate it. Come on, ragged again. Oh, yeah. We were, we're playing reggae the other night. I we're loved it. I was singing, I was rolling that's and it. I was singing Bob Marley. Yeah, that's it. I don't know if you remember this. So I have mats at my house and Rodrigo's come to roll my house a few times and I'll put on music <laughs> and like I do like eighties. Very fruity. And I think very like, fruity. Like in like sync or Backstreet Boys <laughs> came on and he's just stopped the roll. Like, Is it like eighties uh, dance music or just like eighties pop? Just like eighties like pop. Yeah, yeah. My 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 playlist has not changed in 35 Listen, years. Listen, I was rocking yeah. Jesse's girl on the way here. So, <laughs> uh, All right. I'm going to ask this of you first. Annoying things that coaches do. Interesting. Annoying things that coaches do. Well, um, I can tell you a story. <laughs> it's not really annoying, but just, just <clears throat> so... I was rolling with the owner of the 10th Planet Pompano. His name is Matt Walsh, very, very good black belt. And we're in a position and all of a sudden I kind of feel like almost like an itch in my nose. But um, but we're in we're sort of in a in a you know, there's certain positions yeah. where you kind of could take a deep breath and I'm okay. holding him and he's holding me. And I feel something. So I kind of just flick my nose. <laughs> and a booger goes to the mats, and I'm ready to continue. And I start trying to transition, get an underhook, and he goes, Wait a second! Did you just flick a booger? <laughs> and uh, I was like, Yeah, 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 but no, I'm good now. He goes, No, you, you just fucking flicked a booger. And so I was like, Oh shit! I'm so sorry. And I cleaned it up. And 
And then like a week later, I'm at your place and I have a, uh, a thing on my toe. So I had the toe wrapped and the Band-Aid came off and I'm just looking at the side and Rodrigo looks at me, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I, look, I'm all about sanitary mats. I think it's really, really important. But in, in, in a week, I had two coaches <laughs> kind of call me out. You're falling I'm, apart, yeah. Paul. <laughs> That's it. So let me, annoying things that students do. Uh, knowing too much. No, yeah. Yeah, especially I know, lower, coach. I yeah, know, I yeah. know. Especially the, the, the lower ranks. Because a lot of them, a lot of people, they don't see sometimes the benefit of repetition. So you can see when you're teaching the the faces, <laughs> like, and you show a technique, they go do something completely different. Yeah. Guys, the menu is rice and beans. Yeah. I know you ate rice and beans before, but that's what we're serving. Yeah, yeah. Don't come in here and do your pasta because we're <laughs> not doing pasta. So that's kind of annoying because almost like take the credit away. Of yeah. what you're teaching, you know, yeah. they'll be annoying. I'm, uh, I'm, gu I'm guilty of my coach coming by and be like, "Do what? No, no, do this." And I'm, and then me going, "Well, I'm trying to do this thing yep. from what you just taught." Like, no, rice and That's beans. Exactly. Right? No, 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 no. We're doing rice and beans. So I get it. That's so exactly. I'm not. I've been that student. <laughs> what would you be doing if you hadn't have found martial arts? It's a great question. Did, Did you, you have? Was there something uh, something that you loved to do when you were a kid or anything that you thought you were going to be? Like, I thought I was going to be a cop like my dad. Yeah, I thought I was going to be a surfer. So, I mean, yeah. I, grew up, I grew up surfing since a young age. I grew up with uh, my best friend in Brazil growing up. is the biggest uh, big rider in Brazil, Rodrigo Rezende. Okay. Shout out for Rodrigo if he's watching. And uh, <laughs> so I was involved with surfers. So I kind of knew from a young age that I would be in their line. And with that, was a lot of jiu-jitsu people there. So I was introduced very early to jiu-jitsu. So I kind of knew... That that was my line of, of work. Sure. And I came from a family where everybody, we don't have lawyers, but everybody yeah. has a college degree. Everybody's someone. Right? We have nutritionists, we have psychologists, we have doctors. And I was the bon vivant. They say I was the guy that want to enjoy life. Yeah. So I knew jujitsu was going to be my, yeah. my, I have no other option. Paul, <laughs> let's, let's ask this question in a little bit of a different way for you. Since, like you're not a gym owner, right? But if you had, when, when did you start martial, when did you start doing jujitsu? So <clears throat> I started doing martial arts. I mean, it's, it's been sort of a lifelong yeah. thing. In fact, so, we talked like about- Like we all have like the mom put we us in the Taekwondo, yeah, taekwondo right? <laughs> but then I, I, even in college, I did a Vietnamese martial yeah. art. In law school, I did Wing Chun. So I have a dummy. Do you know the wooden dummy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my, uh, I yeah. Practice when I in go my there. home yeah. gym, yeah. I have a wooden dummy. Okay. Which um, I, I think there's- I think there's benefits from all sorts of martial arts. I get it. Jiu-Jitsu is like the real deal. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you have a guy, what's the McDojo guy? Like, yeah, all yeah. The, uh, bullshit. the rap from There's McDojo. so much, yeah, 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 so yeah, much yeah. like bullshit death touches. Yeah. Um, I'm not an idiot. Like, I don't yeah. think that that stuff works. But <laughs> I have a video of, of Rodrigo. Yeah, hey, go to the garage, then. I like to mess around with the wooden dummy. So I've been doing it a long time. Um, I, I don't know what the question was, but if I but, wasn't a lawyer, I would love to be a judge. Well, I was going to yeah. go if uh, I was going to say, I didn't know you started so young, but I was going to say, if, if you had found martial arts younger, would you have ever see yourself with a career in martial arts and not in law? I mean, I, I, I like it so much. I think yeah. there's so many benefits, physical and mental stuff yeah. that we talked about that as I get older and I think about retiring from the practice of law, um, and I've said this a few times, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm looking forward to stopping yeah. You know, the fighting in, in court. Yeah. But I hope never to have to stop jujitsu yeah. and rolling. Like, yeah. so really, if I had Wait. to choose one, that's the one I, I, I love more. Yeah. Um, being a lawyer is what I do, it's not who I am. 
But I feel like in some sense, and you and I have debated whether we're hobbyists or not in jujitsu. Yeah. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu is really a part of it. Remind me to show you my new rascard that we designed with Flow and Roll. Okay. Uh, I got a picture of it. You're going to like it. <laughs> or maybe not like it. <laughs> well, well, they love rascards. I like rascards. Yeah. <laughs> I got one for you. I'm going to get you one when uh, when we make it. So when he got his black belt, I promote him black belt, he get a good speech because I brag about, like, he's a black belt in, in, in law, right? And uh, that was cool because when he got his black belt, he was mentioning, like, that was even more important. It yeah. just to show, like, I like, see, see guys like Joe Rogan, for instance, on his podcast, mm -hmm. right? You can see the way he talked about jiu-jitsu, how important. Even though you have your career, you have your name, you have whatever you have, jiu-jitsu feels like it's, it's... It's a superpower. It's a superpower. So, yeah. uh, when I tell people, like, people have asked me when, you know, they now found out that I got promoted, like, oh, how long have you been training? And in my mind, I go nine and a half years, and I'm like, barely. Because, I mean, there's people that have been doing this for decades, mm -hmm. right? And they and some, and some most people use it like, wow, that's a long time to be dedicated to one thing. And I'm like... Man, I hadn't been even fucking started. Yep, yep. Like it's like I'm a baby still. Like you know, this is like I'm I'm in my infancy still. I almost I feel. <laughs> so, um, are you somebody that watches a lot of jujitsu online? Are you like a Are you watching the fight to wins and, and and yeah everything. yeah everything? And what about like move videos and and like you know move of the weeks and things from people? So I don't I'm not read too much in instructional for some yeah. reason. I feel like even. Even though I, I, I am a practitioner for so long, can be very confusing. Yeah. But I like to watch fights. I yeah. like to watch like uh, uh, like a biography, like something like a frog lab would do something about this particular fighter and yeah, his yeah, day like that of too. training. So I watch. And like I say, in my house, we all train. Yeah. I have four kids. The wife trains that I train. If you go to my garage, like you see those surfers, they have surfboards all over the garage. Yeah. I have geese all yeah. over the garage. Did your wife train before she met you? She Did you meet her on the mat? Me. She, she was already she doing jiu jitsu? Before me. Yeah, That's before cool. me. And I'm sponsored by a company. I got to give a shout out. Can I give a shout sure, out? Absolutely. To Show Rose. So Show Rose, I've been with the company for the past, gosh, seven years, I think, and they spoil me. Yeah. So that's awesome. I have geese all over the house. I have hats, beanies. I love, yeah. I live jujitsu. That's awesome. Sometimes cool. I have, to, I want to buy something different just because I don't have yeah. everything that I have is jujitsu related. I talk jujitsu. My family does jujitsu. We only watch jujitsu at home. My ex wife used to tell me, it looks like jujitsu threw up on you because <laughs> I was always in a shirt, yes. a hat, yeah. the tattoo, like everything. She's just like, she'd be like, Real, uh, did, really, we're going to yep. dinner. Does it have to be a flow and roll shirt? And yeah. I'd be like, "All right, well, I, yeah." And I, I have to start buying other clothes. My just wife to, says the same thing. Yeah. Like, so really? I tell every. But you know, as I've uh, even though I love my flow and roll gear, and I'll wear like if I'm just by myself, you know, out and about, whatever. But I definitely, um, in certain environments. Kind of don't want everybody to know, you know. Like I don't need everybody to know I'm doing jujitsu. Where before I was like, you wanted everybody yeah. to know, you know. Yeah. And like, but like show and roll. Somebody that doesn't know show and roll, they they don't know what they that is. Right, versus right. like it just saying jujitsu oh, versus yes. like yes. a brand yes. and nobody and they don't understand you don't have it. Cauliflower ear, do you? No, no, so, I do not. So sometimes I try to blend in, right? So I go like, black <laughs> and I have this nasty cauliflower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not blending in anywhere. I was just in New York. It, you you need to be wearing the, these yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just in New York and we went to see a show and we went to to dinner before the show. And uh, the guy, the waiter comes over and he, you know he uh, he asks us if we want a drink. And it was during the week and I had a mediation the next day, so we said no, no, just water. And he goes, "I'm sending you a bottle of champagne on the house." And I said, "Huh?" And he goes, 
you do jujitsu and he looked at my ear and um my ear is fucked up and rodrigo knows oh, yeah. when that happened but uh turns out he was a marcelo garcia black belt oh yeah he's, he's yeah marcelo garcia's 35th black belt and we we it, it drove my wife crazy we ended up just talking about jujitsu and he sent us drinks and dessert and that. Yeah, but that's yeah. the beauty. That's it's, what it's we live, right? It's amazing. If you don't do that, you don't understand. I have so many stories about that. Me going through immigration, Georgia, coming back from Brazil. And as I get that, the immigration guy stand up. Oh, professor. Oh, I yeah. just like, oh, I had no idea who the guy was, right? So you do jujitsu, right? you teach, right? I say, I teach. Yeah. I train with uh, Traven in Atlanta. I say, great. So he didn't even ask me anything. Just, I said, okay. I, I was at the UFC, just real quick, that just reminded us, we've gone to several fights UFC, together, yes. and uh, I've been with Rodrigo, and, and we always get good seats, and uh, people come over, oh, Vanderlei! I got it I got it I got it all time. That's a good yeah. one, I like that. The, yeah. the, the best one ever was flying back from, there was a UFC in Vegas, and I was there with <laughs> Rodrigo, with Nogueira. So with the action, unfortunately, he lost that match with uh, Frank Mir. Okay. So I'm back to the airport, and I have this regular shirt, and I'm sitting down on the phone with his mom on the phone. And then I have this lady coming in with her, her niece, whatever. Hey, are you, do you do jujitsu? You fight? So I saw your ear. Yeah, I do jujitsu. Would you mind to take a picture with her? They have no clue Say, who you are. No did she clue who I was. <laughs> we're in Vegas for the fights. You know, yeah, I had a huge yeah, cauliflower yeah. ear. So I took a picture with the lady, and she made a question Are you a fighter? And I say, Yes, I am, right? <laughs> Dude. The whole airport came over. Everybody was I start taking pictures with you. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I keep telling his mom on the phone, man, I don't know what to put in my head. Talk to me. And I get and the guy's guy, dude, the fight last night was awesome. I'm just like, all right, great. <laughs> I'd be walking to, down the in the mall with this guy, I'd be like, hey, look everybody, man, I silver. All right, so our last question. Uh, I always say that this is a, a the most important question you could I could ask you today. Do you or do you not? Wash a jiu-jitsu belt. Never did. Never. never From did. white to black, never white to black. Never, never saw did. the washing machine? Never. Hey, we're talking about that before. Yeah, we talk, you've asked me this yeah. before. So um, I never did. I thought that you're not supposed to. But then you brought up you, <laughs> the fact that like, with all this uh, funk that gets on your gi, yeah. it gets on your belt, too. Yeah. It, now I have to worry about it because I wash my rash. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. So I have a good, I got a good one special about that. My point of view on that. This whole debate: should I wash the belt or not? I never washed for a couple different reasons. Right? Growing up in Brazil in the '90s, we didn't have the the dryer. Mm -hmm. Right. So the belt they use in the morning, you use at night. It does not dry. If you wash your belt in the morning, it will be wet yeah. at yeah. night. So you just don't wash. So you just growing up training with the belt and you just, that's the one piece that you don't wash because it's too thick. Now comes the question, which, why you don't wash now? Because there was a habit that I created in the 90s. But now, does that transmit disease? I, I don't think so. It's actually on top of your gi. So I have a rash guard, I have a underwear, I have the pants, I have the top, the belt is sitting on the top of everything. Also but it still gets it still gets wet. The mats wet. You I know? think I think worse is the partner that you roll with yeah. that don't shower. Yeah. Or they have this huge uh, uh, ring uh, ringworm uh, nails. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That to me is much more worse so, than the belt. I have always washed my belt. Mm -hmm. It's a brown belt. I had I've had, except for white, I always had two belts. Mm -hmm. Just had uh, maybe the 
coach gave me one and then I bought one or with flow and roll, I'd get it from, from flow and roll. So I always had two. So I'd just come home and throw everything in the wash. Never thought about it until people started to say did, stuff, did, and then we we made it a joke on the show, and then it became Wagner, like a debate thing. Wagner wanted to kill yeah, you. Yeah, Wagner. I was uh, we interviewed Wagner in uh, the Miami studio, and he was sitting right here, and he was just like, when I said I wash it, he just looked at me like I was fucking crazy. <laughs> He's like, you're not supposed to wash your belt. He, in his mind, he was kind of like almost like trying to cheat by say, like showing more. your coach like you've trained more, right? Because if you don't wash it, it still can still wear and right. fade naturally from just you yes. know getting wet and, and and training and rubbing and whatever right. and i was like i'd never thought of it that way i right. get it but i go my coach knows when i'm there and when i'm not right. there and now now like just recently we start we sign in so there's no getting around like i have trained this many times right. uh but i mean he looked at me like i was a complete moron like what why would you I, wash I, it <clears throat> now just let me say this i got i've only had my black belt since december 17th I have not washed it once. It looks old already. But no. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really tough and old. I, I, I do not think if I wash it, it'll be very sporadic. I am spraying either, I have some neutral That's zone, okay. neutral zone clean. I spray neutral zone on it. He's good with or his sponsors. I spray, yeah. um, I spray Lysol on it. But That's I'm hanging it. I put it in the shower over the bar. I put it, I spray it both sides, and then I hang it to dry. But I am, I do wash my gi. So I just feel like. This I, I'm going to have this belt for a really long time. Mm -hmm. This is obviously one of the most special belts you can get. Am I ever going to get anything beyond this besides stripes? I don't know if I'll live that long. Mm -hmm. So like this, this holds a different meaning for me. So I am essentially cleaning it to keep it, you know, free of germs. But I, it has not seen the wash yet. Yes. I probably wash. There's got to come a point that no matter like how much Lysol you spray on it, it's going to yes. smell. I like the idea, which I know is not true. The people saying like the white belt, the original was only two belts. I know it's not true. Mm. It was a white belt, and the white belt gets so old that it turns black. black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a cool idea, <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. why to me, like I like to let the belt uh, get old on their own. Yeah. Like for instance, the belt that I promote, Paul. So if you go to my office, I have tons of black belts in my wall, right? And everybody asks me why you have so many black belts. I like to wear my black belts, so when I promote my students, especially the ones that I really care about it. I like to give my own black belt. Okay. So the black belt that Paul have is a black belt that I've been using for many years. I, I will admit that. Did you smell it, it when, it, when it, you put it, it on? You, did you I smell never washed that belt. It smells like Rodrigo. Did the do smell not, waft up? Listen, <laughs> do not wash that belt. I never washed that belt was, before. It was, it was an incredibly special. I mean, getting the black belt was a special moment. Getting the black belt that he took off his waist and yeah. tied around me was, uh, I mean, it was an yeah. unbelievable an moment. However... I love it because it's not only is it my coach's belt, which means so much to me, it's a ratty beat up. <laughs> Never washed before. And, and it, so, Do you have any other black belts? Yeah, or that's he, the only he, black belt. He, he gave me a uh, new black belt uh, as well. Okay. Uh, and I'm like deciding which to wear. I'm like, his belt looks so much better. Sometimes they want to save. So they want to save. Yeah. I give the one yeah, that I would, I would probably, that yes. would be one that I would put, like, I would put that somewhere. Like, the this frame. is the one my coach gave me. Yeah. And, yeah. and then wear it. Okay. It says Rodrigo Mendez on it, too. Right. <laughs> Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow & Roll for all their support. Flow & Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow & Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. 
Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. Listen, thank you guys for doing this. Thank you for doing it again. Thank you for, for bringing me in, Rodrigo. I appreciate you guys coming out. Do you, you mentioned Show and Roll. Do you have any other sponsors or anybody else you want to shout out? You can take a second and, and say yeah, hello. Yeah, I'm or... sponsored. I have this company that helps me. Like He's been with me for, I've been with them for so long, which is Show and Roll. And uh, Yoga for BJJ. Okay. Which I'm like, I try to get better all the time, but yeah. I, I'm sponsored by them and I try to do my best okay. to get more flexible. I think we all should, especially as we pass over 40, Working on flexibility. It's yeah. very, very important. And we neglect that. Sure. And I mean, we don't work out legs. We work out top. Yeah. We don't work stretch. Right. So those are the companies that I like to, to do a shout out. Any shout outs? You want to say hello to anybody? Just shout uh, out your sponsor, dude. What does that say up there, dude? He's a dude. planet. He wants to make sure he's a dude. Yeah, is that a 10th planet hat? <laughs> <laughs> he's a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't have I don't have sponsors, but hello to my, my family, Leslie and Jared and Dylan. Awesome. All right, guys. Listen, thank you for doing this again. I appreciate you. Everybody out there, you can check us out at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies on Instagram for all the ways to watch, listen, support. The link will take you to Apple Podcasts, YouTube, just everything, all of our sponsors that we mentioned here today. You can check me out at Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram. And uh, that's it. Thank you for watching and listening, everybody. Peace, love, Jiu-Jitsu. Peace.